Hello, everybody. This is Leslie. And Sarah. And this is the Tailors in Japan podcast. And uh, today, I think probably should be fairly short. Um, I We're mostly going to be giving an update today. So now, as I say that, of course, things may get pretty long. Sometimes they do that, you know. Um, I say it's going to be like 30 minutes, and it ends up being an hour and 30 minutes. It's like a preacher saying, and finally... Yeah, that's right. It's, you know, like at the end, like, oh, I just got one more thing I want to add here. So that may happen, but I anticipate that it's going to be pretty brief. So we'll see what happens here. But anyway, um, so of course, we're going to start with the proverbial elephant in the room, the coronavirus. And I don't really think I probably need to give you guys a ton of updates about where things are, but this has certainly changed our plans just a bit. So I want to share... Uh, an update about where we are, about how things are where we are in Florida, and then how things are in Japan. And then we'll talk a little bit about how that's um, you know, changed our plans some. So here in Florida, um, things kind of started escalating pretty rapidly. It's been about two weeks ago. Um, we were still on track to leave in April. And um, Within two weeks, we've gone in Florida from less than 100 cases to over 3,000. I think this morning it's like 3,600 or something. So it's escalating very quickly, um, the, the numbers here in Florida. Now, most of that is down south, okay? Most of that's in, in southern Florida, which, um, I, you know, I often tell people this, but really where we live at in Pensacola is basically Alabama. So if, you know, so what happens in Southern Florida, people always talk about Florida man and stuff like that. Florida man is always down South. It's always in like Miami or Orlando or somewhere down there. Those people down there, you know, are crazy. I mean, if you live down there, I'm sorry. <laughs> no offense. Sorry, Meme. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but there's all sorts of crazy stuff that goes on down there. Um, that doesn't really happen here. Like I said, Pensacola really is more like Alabama. My dad jokes that it's, uh, we live in LA, lower Alabama and, uh, probably there's some truth to that. But anyway, so where we are, uh, in our county, there's only, I think, 20 cases. There, might, I haven't checked this morning, but that was yesterday. Yesterday was 20 cases, I'm pretty sure. So we're really not that bad here, and those numbers have not been shooting up, although they've been doing a lot of testing, I think. I mean, the testing has gotten better. So um, we are, though, basically shut down here. The restaurants are all shut down, like many places across the U.S. I mean, you can do carryout, but that's it. Um, a lot of non-essential places are closed. My dad's been uh, teleworking. A lot of other people have been, you know, working from home as well. So, yeah, that's basically where we are here. Um, and I think that's pretty standard across the country unless you're in like New York or some of those other areas where it might be a little bit more severe. So, in Japan, things have really been pretty steady. Um, they've had a gradual increase in numbers, but those numbers have not just skyrocketed. And really, they've not done as much as we have in terms of keeping things uh, at bay. They have certainly done some things. For example, their baseball teams have not started playing this year yet. Um, I know some of the sumo uh, wrestling matches that they had going on, they did them without any fans present. So they have done some things like that. I know school was shut down. How long was it? Like, it's been like several weeks at least, right? Yeah, they started before anyone here did, I think, shutting down the schools. Yeah. Now, but even that, they didn't shut down all the schools. They shut down like the grade schools, basically. But like the kindergartens, one of the 
members at the Matsuro Church is a principal of a kindergarten, and she's still been working. Their kids are still going there. They have their after-school clubs still going, too, at last that I heard. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot still going on there. Um, So their numbers have increased, but it's been a gradual increase. It hasn't been anything crazy. Um, So... We felt pretty safe about going there. To be to be honest, the numbers are better there than they are here. I mean, really, it's probably safer there than it is here. Although I will say over the last couple of days, they've started to see some more alarming increases. Um, but right now is cherry blossom season in Japan. And cherry blossom season is a very social time. It's people get outside. They're going to see the cherry blossoms. They're having picnics and things like that. And so... You're not going to cancel cherry blossom season. Yeah, I mean, there's You'll only so much you can do. You'll be hard-pressed to do that. Yeah, I mean, they they did try to chan- uh, to cancel some things. They, uh, like, there's a really famous um, nightly light-up that they have on the um, Meguro River in Tokyo, and they canceled that this year. They didn't do that at all. But you can't stop people from going and seeing them anyway, you know? There's only some, well, I mean, they could, I guess, but they didn't. So, anyway, because of that, I think yesterday they saw... 60 new people in Tokyo uh, with the virus. And obviously, if that continued unabated, that could be an exponential increase over just a couple of weeks. So this weekend, the governor uh, made a request for everybody basically to stay at home. So they're on a kind of requested lockdown. And I think most people are honoring that, basically, unless they need to go out for something. I know a lot of the uh, supermarkets and stuff were just completely emptied of food because everybody was stocking up so they didn't have to go out over the weekend. So that kind of made me laugh because here, at least at our Publix and our Walmart, um, they still had fresh produce. But a friend over in Japan posted a picture and all the produce was gone. And I was kind of laughing that like we stock up on our frozen foods and our meats, but not the fresh vegetables. But over in Japan, they're doing all the vegetables. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... I don't think that it's going to explode there. The Japanese people do a lot of things that are very helpful in mitigating the spread. Um, For example, masks are a very common thing there. They always have been. I mean, I was actually looking at a picture from cherry blossom season like three years ago, I think it was, maybe four. And in the picture that I had, I saw at least like four or five people with masks on them. And that was just a normal year. There was nothing. And that was just, you know, one picture. So my point is it's a very common thing. And I think that helps people also just naturally kind of distance socially. Um, you don't shake hands typically, you know, you bow to each other and stuff like that. So you don't really touch. Um, there's just a lot of things like that, that socially make it a little bit easier for them, I think. So their numbers are down, but so because of all of that, you know, in terms of going to Japan, we weren't worried at all. Uh, really. I mean, I think the plane trip is a little bit more, I was more concerned about the flight than actually being in Japan. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have no idea who's going to be on a plane. You're in in an enclosed space for, you know, hours on end. And so obviously that's a little bit more disturbing. But overall, we felt, I think, pretty good about it. But because of the situation in Florida, you know, right now I have been filling in for the Gulf Breeze Church of Christ where we've been attending since we've been here in Florida. And uh, I just felt like, you know, if, if we left right now, it would be like abandoning the church here in a great time of need. Obviously, we, like many churches and, and probably your church, 
um, have been doing our worship online. We haven't been meeting in person. We're all doing, you know, Zoom meetings. Um, and I've been recording sermons and sending them for people for Sunday morning and things like that. And so we just felt like in the middle of all of this would not really be the right time to leave because, you know, when we leave, we want it to be a good thing. We want to feel positive about it. Like, like we're doing something good, not guilty. Like we're leaving people behind who really need our help right now. And so for that reason, we decided that, um, we're going to leave in May. And uh, that's really not that much further. I mean, it's one month past what we were planning, basically. Um, but we feel a lot better about leaving in May than in the middle of April when everything's going kind of, you know, haywire here with this virus. So hopefully by May, things will be calmed down a bit. I don't think it's going to be totally passed. Um, I don't, you know, I have no idea. Obviously, I'm not an expert <laughs> when we want to ask about, you know, virology and stuff like that. You'd certainly want to ask somebody other than me. But my feeling based on the things that I've read and and the, you know, experts that I've been listening to is that I think by May, some things will be a little bit better. That doesn't mean it's all going to be passed. But I do think at least um, in terms of the church here, we can leave on, you know, a, a better note and, and feel better about it overall by that point. But that also still gets us to Japan quickly enough to get Boston into school. Um, to make sure he can get into Yochian and get synced in for the rest of the year. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't postpone us too much. But to be honest, it's actually kind of a good thing to have that extra time because, frankly, we were going to be pretty, we were going to be cutting it close to get everything done by mid-April, um, to be honest, because there's a lot we have to do. So I, I'll let Sarah share some of that, some of what we still have left to do. And I think you'll probably see part of why. Um, this delay was honestly good, uh, even for us. Yeah, part of it is just that it's really hard to get things done, at least for me, when I don't actually know what the deadline is. So first it started with us planning to go in March, but then we were set back by the paperwork. And so then I'm like, well, we still have another month then beyond what I thought. So I kind of slacked off with the packing. Um I've gotten the girls' homeschool all set for the next year, which is not even starting until May, but <laughs> I slacked off on packing. Um, and so just with all of that up in the air, it's been hard to really focus on the things that we have to do to get ready to go. So it's kind of nice to have um, a little bit more time to pack things up and not really panic. Um, feel like we can finish out the school year here a little bit better than I thought that it was going to happen. I was a little stressed about that just with trying to finish the girls by March so that they could start the school year in April over in Japan when they start their school year. So getting that done is good. It gives us more time to get um, more paperwork done um, without feeling stressed and feeling like, I really hope this comes in before we need to leave. Um, and honestly, it just gives us more time with family down here and uh, the church, like Leslie said. And I think that the family is really thankful for that extra time, especially with the social isolation going on. We live right next door to his parents. And so we're kind of isolating in our own compound. Yeah. We've been able to spend a whole lot of time with my family. We've been eating dinner with them almost every single night. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing just personally here. Um, there's a lot of negative going on with this, but I really am thankful for the time that people are being able to have with their families and 
especially personally that we're being able to have with our family. Um, just in a peaceful, not stressed out, crazy way as we close out our time here. Um, so we do want to talk about the apartment that we had mentioned in our last episode of the podcast. We did not get that apartment. Um, the realtor for that place wanted to do a credit check. And the fact is we just don't have credit in Japan. Um, which doesn't really instill confidence in a realtor when they want proof that you can pay your rent. Even if we have the income, they don't have a a record of it, as you all know what credit checks are for. So we did not get that apartment. But we found another one that looked really great. And so we put down a deposit on that. Um, Sanpei-san kindly went to that realtor and talk to them about it. And they were fine with us. They actually called us from Japan um, just to verify, like, okay, you are Leslie Taylor. You want this apartment. And I did surprisingly good on the phone in Japanese. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of thought when they called, I was pretty nervous because I've always hated talking. I hate talking on the phone in English, um, but I even more so hate talking on the phone in Japanese. But there was only one word that I didn't understand. And uh, they explained it and it was fine. So. Nihongo Jozu desu ne. That's a, the, the Japanese, they like to, they, they tend to say to you, even if you just say hello in Japanese, if you say konnichiwa, they'll say like, oh, wow, your Japanese is so good. So like if you're practicing Japanese and somebody tells you your Japanese is good, like pretty much just don't believe them. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's my feeling on it. Like don't believe them until you have impressed yourself basically. But anyway. If your Japanese isn't very good, it makes you feel really good when they say that. But if your Japanese actually is good, you feel like they're super patronizing you and yeah. you hate it. Yeah. Maybe if they tell somebody else that your Japanese is really good, not in front of you, like if they're kind of talking to somebody else and they say, oh, they're, you know, his Japanese is fine or whatever. Or if they say something other than Jozu, if they say like peta peta, which means like uh, um, fluent, fluent. Yeah. Like. If, if they say, you know, your Japanese is, is fluent, then that's a little bit better. But if they say Nihongo Jozu Disney, that's kind of just like, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, so we put down a deposit on that apartment. And that was, I think, exactly two weeks ago. Well, I think by Monday, things were changing crazy here in Florida. I think that's when they announced that they were going to shut down the restaurants and close down the beaches. Um, the U.S. government started telling people, like, please don't fly overseas. Uh, within that time span, Japan said that any visitors from the U.S. were going to be requested to quarantine for two weeks. And so yeah, we... I mean, you know, you're just saying the, the beaches being shut down. I mean, that's never happened here ever like even during hurricanes they don't shut down the beaches <laughs> i mean you probably don't want to go out but there's some fools that are going to do it you florida know? man yeah i mean there's always some some guys out there is like yeah i'm gonna surf these crazy waves or whatever um so but even then they don't shut them down you know typically and so in this case they've shut them down to everybody even if you live on the beach if the beach is public you're not allowed to go on it so the beaches are completely empty right now even when we had the oil spill back in well, when was that? That was like 2009, 2010, 10. 10, I think it was. Yeah. Even in, even then, like they didn't shut the beaches down. So um, that was kind of a, not, I always say alarming exactly, but certainly kind of puts up some red flags in your mind of how seriously they're taking it. Ooh, nice pun there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I didn't even think about that. Um, so we quickly realized we have no clue what is going to happen by the time we're supposed to leave in April. 
And so we talked to Sampeson and she talked to the church and they said they think it would be a good idea to wait. Um, I know you talked to a couple other people. Yeah. Um, you know, I called, there's a missionary that I've known for some time and I, I actually had asked him his opinion on some things and, um, you know, there's, there's some other people that I was just kind of listening to. I talked to the elders here too, just kind of wanting to know how they felt about the situation. Um, we know of some other missionaries who were actually sent back to the States because of all of this, um, not Japanese missionaries, but they were somewhere else. So the overwhelming consensus seemed to be, it's okay to wait. Um, and I often quote to Leslie, the only thing harder than waiting on God is wishing that you had. And so we just take comfort in that, that God has led us this far. And honestly, if we had not messed up our paperwork back in February, this was in January, January, January. okay, we would have been in Japan already. But because of that one mistake, we were not in Japan when all of this came to pass. And so now we're being pushed later. And, you know, it just gives you pause to consider perhaps there's a reason for all of this. Maybe that has nothing to do with us personally. Maybe it has to do with someone else who is going to be affected because of hour going later, but maybe it does have to do with us personally. And so we just pray and we trust that God is going to continue to lead us um, because he promises to and because he has already. So after some thought, we, like Leslie said, decided to go in May. And Sampeson actually called the realtor and explained the situation to him. And they so kindly and so graciously refunded the deposit. Yeah. which just blew our minds. We did not expect that at no, all. In fact, we thought we were just going to be paying a thousand dollars for nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they suggested that when we go back, we can reach out to them. And if they still have a unit available in the apartment that we were looking at, that they'd be willing to work with us. And so that was a huge blessing and really gave us peace in our hearts. Like, okay, we can make this decision without guilt. Um, And honestly, our plan is to go to Japan long term. And so, you know, 10 years from now, it's not going to matter that we were two months later than we had wanted to go. We've been praying this whole time for God to send us when he wants us and where he wants us and how he wants us to. And so that's what he's doing. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of the realization in all of this as well is we saw Japan cutting off visas from other places they had cut off visas from like south korea and i think now they've cut off visas from like all of europe um did you say that already no i didn't okay i didn't think so i was making sure i hadn't missed it um so because of that too i honestly was concerned that within a couple of weeks by the time that we would have bought our tickets and planned to go that they would have shut off tickets or shut off uh visas rather for us as well so now I feel a little bit better that they may not. They are um, asking anybody coming from America, even including Japanese nationals as well. In fact, I know a preacher there who um, he just took a trip to the U.S. and he flew back and right now he's quarantined as well. Now you're not required to be quarantined. They're not doing it by law, but they're asking you to. So that's what he's done, um, even though you know he's Japanese. So 
at least right now, that's expected. And I think it's quite possible that even if we go in May, that's still going to be requested, that there's still a good chance that we'll have to be there for two weeks by ourselves. But at least, you know, we'll know for sure that our visas are not going to be cut off and, and that we're not going to buy tickets and then just lose that. Because, you know, losing $1,000 but it would have been one thing. Losing, you know, $2,000 plus is going to be even harder. And honestly, I, with the airplane tickets, I just don't know what's going to happen right now. Um, although thankfully the tickets are crazy cheap, like just absolutely insane. Normally we're talking about for all five of us, at least $4,000, probably 4,500 to 5,000. I always count on a thousand dollars per person. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the same thing here. Like I pretty much count on a thousand dollars per person right now. Our total cost is, I checked it this morning for May 18th. And I'm not saying that's for sure the day we're going, but I was just looking, you know, around that time, May 18th the cost was less than $2,300 for all five of us. So you're talking about like 50% off. It's insane. So if you want to go to Japan, now's the time to do it. I know. I was um, looking ahead. I was like, hey, maybe my parents could come in October. Let me see what the prices are then so they can jump on this. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously who knows what's going to happen between now and then. We'll play it um, as it comes. But at least we feel a lot better about going in May. And I think we're more optimistic that that timing will work for everybody to the best. So, and honestly, on a personal level, um, my parents' birthdays and my birthday and my grandfather's birthday are all in May. So I wouldn't be personally bad, you know, even it's, it's kind of nice to be able to be here for those things and celebrate together, you know, before we leave for such a long time. But, um, primarily it was just because we felt bad about leaving the church. Now, I will say that doesn't mean that I'm not doing anything right now. I've actually decided to start a uh, video series on Facebook. It's like a video devotional, and I'm going to be talking about the Psalms in Japanese. Um, and so once a week, I'm going to try to share one of those and just hopefully encourage people through that video series. So uh, we'll see, you know, how that goes. But at least I'm going to be busy, you know, doing something in Japanese and, and trying to still be encouraging those people who we're connected with through Facebook, which is a good number of people. Um, and maybe that'll even plant some seeds for, you know, when we get there. Um, but uh, obviously that along with packing and everything. And, you know, on top of that, on top of packing, we still got to sell our car. We've still got to, yeah. I keep forgetting about the car. Yeah, Sarah's face was unpleasant. and If I anyone wants a car. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Our car is great. We love our car, but um, it's been really good for us. Uh, but selling it, especially in the middle of all this, may be a bit of a challenge. Um, and uh, obviously, there's other things we still got to sell. And there's just there's a lot we got to do. So I think the time is going to work out better overall. But, you know. Um, We've sold a couple things just like over Facebook. And yeah. the girl I sold something to gave me a big hug when she came to pick it up. <laughs> I was yeah. like, ah! Yeah, I sold something the other day and the guy shook my hand and I was like, as soon as I got in the car, like I immediately like, you know, scrubbed my hands down with like half a cup of hand sanitizer and then washed my hands like five times when I got home. And I was just like, come on, man, you can't, you can't be doing that right now. You know, we got to change some social habits, guys. I mean, I know it's hard though. It's hard. I got to admit, it was kind of nice to get a hug from yeah, a stranger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Um, that's something that wouldn't happen in Japan and also honestly probably wouldn't happen in the North either. <laughs> like I saw a meme last week that was like the CDC recommends that you stay six feet apart from each other. 
people from New Hampshire. Isn't that a little close? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I was that's like, a, yes, accurate. <laughs> that's about it. Exactly. Like you've got our personal space. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's basically our update uh, on where things are right now. Um, we are planning on going in May and I personally feel pretty optimistic that that will happen. Um, I think that by mid-May or so, we're going to see, you know, things being a little bit better. Again, that doesn't mean I think they're going to be totally passed. And obviously I'm not an expert, so don't take my word for it. But that's just my feeling. I feel optimistic that things will be better, um, even if they're not totally passed. I, there's some things that I don't think are going to change. For example, I'm a big baseball fan, in particular the Red Sox. And I have a pretty strong feeling we're not going to see the Red Sox play any official games this year. Um, I'm not sure that that baseball is going to happen just because of the fan situation. You know, I'm not sure that the teams are really excited about playing even 80 games with zero fans there. And because of this, I'm not convinced that that's going to be an option, you know, to have fans there just because you obviously can't have a stadium full of fans and, uh, you know, not be dealing with this virus. So, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I've been reading stuff just like everybody else but I do feel optimistic. And at the end of the day, we trust it in God's hands. As Sarah said before, um, he knows when we need, when we need to go, he knows the timing, the day, the hour, the minute. And so we trust it in his will and know that his will will be good, whatever that ends up looking like. So Anyway, uh, anything else, Sarah? Anything else we got to share right now? No, I, think I think that's... that's good. But as always, if you guys ever want to hear anything, hear us talk about any topic or questions that you have, please feel free to contact us and let us know because we would love to engage with people who are interested in Japan and the work over there. Yeah, and uh, certainly it's helpful to have any ideas or whatever that uh, we might could use for future episodes. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can look at our website, tailorsinjapan.com, and uh, that has a lot of updates um, and a lot of information. Although most importantly there, you can actually sign up for our newsletter. And you can do that on the front page, the homepage, or you can go to tailorsinjapan.com forward slash newsletter. And you can sign up for the newsletter there as well. And that will go straight to your inbox. We've released several newsletters recently. And uh, we would love to see that mailing list grow. So if you are interested in our work and you want to be getting those updates directly to your email, go to our website, sign up with your email, and uh, you'll be the first to uh, know new information as it comes along. And of course, you'll be able to follow along with this as well with pictures and things that we obviously can't share through a podcast um, when we're on the field. So encourage you to sign up there and uh, check out any of the other information that we have. But uh, that's all for today. It is, as I expected, pretty pretty short. We're actually less than 30 minutes. So I know, we did it. That's good. Yeah, that's right. We did it. So, But nevertheless, thank you for spending those less than 30 minutes with us. And uh, we hope that you are blessed and taking care of yourself. Um, you know, stay safe, stay faithful, and uh, most of all, stay at least six feet apart. <laughs> Until next time, this has been Leslie and Sarah, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Tailors in Japan podcast. We'll see you next time.